92.1 WLNG, Sag Harbor, New York. Here's something totally original for Eastern Long Island. It's The Originals with your host, noted musician, architect, and designer, Lee Skolnick. Each Sunday, Lee will feature top local musical talents performing live for you in the WLNG Broadcast House studio. So sit back and enjoy. And now, here's Lee Skolnick and The Originals. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Originals. It's Sunday night. It's 8 o'clock. You know the routine. We come and bring you the greatest talent on the east end of Long Island. (laughs) And every time I say that, my guest always looks like, who, me? (laughs) But we are blessed. Actually, this was an interesting kind of story. Um, I went for the first time to Bradstock, which I knew nothing about up until now. But uh, we have a son with uh, disabilities who has uh, gone to the camp there. And the head of the camp said, oh, you're a musician. You've got to come to Bradstock. And I said, what's Bradstock? And she said, oh, you're not going to believe it. It's this incredible music festival. And so we packed up our bags and uh, went to Beverly Hills, that is. (laughs) Swimming pools, movie stars. Yes. Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) Showing my age. Uh, And... uh, and we, you know, roamed around and heard some incredible music. And I think it was the Flower Power stage. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. There are three stages. We sat down and uh, the bell curves came on. And, I mean, you just had me at Make Me an Angel. Oh, thank you. Because I'm a major John Prine fan. And I said, oh, they, they are really good. And so I don't know if you remember, as you were packing up, I just threw my card over because you were still... Uh, Pack it up, and I said, you know, call me. Yes, I do. So we are really blessed now to have, would you call yourself the leader of the, or is this yeah, a, a dem- yeah. democratic? Um, it's not democratic. I'm very bossy. I, I always tell people that I kind of think of myself as the captain. Okay. Um, because I would definitely not be able to keep the ship afloat without my um my band and everyone else that helps a good make the band happen um so yeah i think of myself as a captain so i kind of make all the decisions and i'm kind of in charge because i don't think that you'd be able to move forward otherwise um but i value my band very much uh, my partner is my photographer and vi- videographer so they're a big part of it as well mm-hmm. and um so we've got yeah. Captain Delaney Hafner. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, we, we emailed back and forth as we do. But as always, we never practiced. We never said, you know, what are we going to do? Because this is, uh, this is extemporaneous improv yes. music, which is just the way we like it. As radio should be. As it should be. It's, it's, uh, we, we, we'll see what happens. But we thought, well, why not start off with a John Prine song? Sure. And this is the one we did at Bradstock. It is, it is. And it's maybe his most popular song. Yes. Mostly because of the Bonnie Raitt version. Yes. And I was questioning whether we should do this song because it's, it feels sort of obvious in a way, but I like to think that we put our own spin on it and uh, sometimes people want to hear songs. I'll make sure to play some wrong chords. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of E-flats in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So for those of you who are playing on your kazoo at home, we're going to play this in D, (laughs) key of D. Um, And why don't you start it off and I'll I'll follow you. Perfect. Thank you. 
you have thank you so clear thank so, you like they say it rings like a bell thank you thank you it's not a great song it's just so fun to sing yeah. it just like it just flows out of you, you like know. a broken down day yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so we are here to listen to your music your original music your covers whatever mm-hmm. strikes your fancy and i will as I have been doing try and follow you and make a few mistakes and make sure everybody knows it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So first tell me, are you a native of the East End of Long Island or what's what's your back story? Well, it's kind of funny you you ask that because uh, the song that I usually like to play first, I have a line that says I grew up on the East End. But technically, I grew up in Eastern Long Island. I didn't really grow up on the East End. Well, what's the, is the and East so End? It's, is I, well, I went to school in, uh, I went to William Floyd High School. Which, you're right. That's um, like Mastic Shirley. Okay. Um, like just 10 minutes east of Patchogue. Mm-hmm. So is it the East End? It depends who you ask. People from the city and people from off Long Island would consider it the East End because you're driving for east for a long time. Long time. <laughs> But I think if you ask anyone, um, you know, east of the canal, as it were, then it's not really the East End. But if it worked better in the song, so I decided to use it anyway. That's right. South Shore, baby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And how long have you had the the bell curves? Um, Gosh, I think that I started the project in earnest in February of 2019. I think that was when I... I put out the first song under mm-hmm. the name The Bell Curves. Uh, the first full-length album was that following October. Um, so October of 2019. And then, you know, six months later, there was a, a pandemic. So I that kind that. of, you know, slowed things down a little <laughs> bit. I was kind of just starting to play around the island. I had an old band 
um, called Panda Fan that had sort of dissolved or at the at the end Sounds of twenty eighteen. Like Chinese restaurant. Yeah, it was a terrible <laughs> band name, and I was like really insistent on making sure I don't have a bad band name again. Well, so Bell Curves is great. Thank you. Yeah, and that's B E L L E mm-hmm. for for those of you listening. Like um, Belle du Jour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started started the project in 2019, then there was a pandemic, um, so I put out an album called Watershed this past June, mm. and that was... Uh, is that all original stuff? Yeah, with the exception of one song, uh, is an old, it's, it's a Carter family song, uh-huh. it's actually, I keep forgetting the name of the writer who, who wrote it, but uh, the Carter family did it, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, it's called Gold Watch and Chain. But other than that, all the rest of the songs are mine on mm-hmm. the album. So. And am I correct that uh, your dad was the guitarist that I heard playing? That's right. Yeah, Bill he's Hafner. Re- he's really good. Thank you. I agree. That's why he's my guitar player. He's. I have to so give how, him. How does <laughs> well, I have to give him a little more credit than that because he also is essentially a production manager. He's he's the guy that kind of curates my gear for me and you know helps me. Uh, know where the picks are and uh, you are lucky <laughs> i am very, very lucky fortunate. yeah and that's why I, I mean that i'm like you know the captain he's but know, he takes I, order we, is he the admiral or is he the <laughs> the, the, the bosun <laughs> he's my number one i think uh-huh. he's he's my william t Riker. <laughs> that's really great yeah and and it, it definitely you know rounds out the the songs you know with his yeah tasty you know yeah uh, he's got he's like a very unique player pretty um very smooth. Yeah, smooth, but he's he kind of, he would probably not love the comparison because he doesn't like to uh, be too derivative, but kind of Neil Young-esque mm-hmm. electric guitar player. Yeah. Um, but like mixed with a little bit of that like 90s, uh, like the heavier Americana stuff. Wilco and Sunvolt and all those kinds of bands. He, so it's he, an, can, it's, he can rock. Yeah, exactly. So it adds a really nice edge. And exactly. then we do a lot of like three-part harmonies with my friends Anne and Sam and Sarah Gross. Uh, they're so, all amazing vocalists. So it's a really cool combination of like the, the pretty distorted like electric guitar sound paired with like, these like crystalline three-part harmonies. Yeah, you, you had one young woman who was just a singer, I mm-hmm. guess. And... She she had a real like you say kind of a high mm-hmm. crystalline voice. Yeah, and and they are just so good too. Sam Montelione, Anne O'Rourke, and Sarah Gross. Cool. Yeah. So can we hear one of your uh, originals? Sure, I'll play that one that I was talking about before. It's called 1968, and uh, I always like to say that it's like my autobiography in about two and a half minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you've had a short life so far. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll add more verses the more experiences I my have. My autobiography would be like fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> depends how depends how much you uh, paraphrase yourself. <laughs>
Folky songs are so easy to, yes. you know, you get it immediately, exactly. you get the, the progression. Yeah, oh. and that was actually a concerted effort. I was writing a lot of really, like, overly complicated songs, mm-hmm. uh, like, in the sort of transition period from my old band to the Bell Curves. Uh-huh. And on the first album, you can kind of hear, like, there sort of some remnants of the, like, more complicated stuff, but I just... It wasn't as much fun to play mm-hmm. because, like, it took so much thought and i wanted like the stage show to be more cathartic so i made and a very people can follow along you know? yeah exactly and like i wanted people to be able to like sit in on songs and i wanted the band like i didn't want to have to like rely on specific players i wanted mm-hmm. to be able to like swap people out if people can't make shows and, and they can so, pick it up easily yeah exactly yeah. so cool yeah, yeah. so um what what are you guys up to? I mean, during the pandemic, you were everybody was at home. Yeah, well, we we worked on Watershed the album in February of twenty twenty one. Okay. So that was kind of like tail end of the pre vaccine mm-hmm. pandemic darkness, <laughs> um, and it really felt like a turning point. And it was part of the reason I called it Watershed was because it, it it felt like a turning point musically, felt like a turning point. Um, a lot of bad stuff happened in like my personal life in 2020 and it seems like that happened to a lot of people mm-hmm. like pandemic related and unrelated like just yeah. like a lot of crazy stuff happened so february yeah exactly so february of 2021 it just felt like a turning point you know the vaccine started coming out it felt like the pandemic was changing into something different something that we could live with um and so yeah and since then we've just been you know playing and trying to get the word out there and put on good shows and make Mm -hmm. good songs and yeah well you know during that that, that's really when this show started was pretty much right about the time the pandemic uh kicked in and it was it was you know we were performing a public service because yeah all of these great musicians all these talented people were not playing out it was terrible and you know we had the we did two things we we did the show so people could come on and communicate out to you know the world mm-hmm. and then we uh in the summers on friday afternoons we did these concerts out on the dock behind the radio station oh, wow. so people could come in boats yes and canoes and kayaks and paddle boards that's so nice so everybody was in their own bubble yeah but they could hear live music yeah yeah that's so amazing. you know now that people are playing out we're, we just continue to to offer new talent all yes. the time. it's amazing how many really gifted musicians are there are out here do you yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I feel very grateful to uh, know so many of them, yeah. too. So. That's a great community. I mean, they're very, yeah. at least from my point of view, they seem very mutually supportive. Yes, definitely. You know, I'm an architect, and architects are not mutually supportive. <laughs> it's like, I'm better than you. Get the hell out of here. Um, That's but, funny. You know, it's a fiercely competitive bunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some friends who are architects, but... Uh, but it's not my favorite gathering. I think it would be easy for musicians to be competitive, and I have known people who are like that, but I, they don't usually stick around in my life very long because <laughs> I don't really have time for people with exactly. that kind of attitude. <laughs> yeah, so, it. you know, they they come and go quickly. But, you know, I, I would say even if you may be competitive or, or, or not feeling that great about another musician, when you start to play together at all, yeah, and I, I feel like I've tried very hard in the last few years, and maybe this is part of, like, being in, in your 20s and, like, growing up and becoming, like, a mature adult, but I, I try really hard to feel inspired when I feel like someone, whether it's a friend or an acquaintance or, like, someone else on the scene, when someone is doing something better than I think I am doing it, like, I would rather just be inspired by them and try to do whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. or just ask them how they do it and Mm -hmm. like just collaborate and and find inspiration rather than envy and that's that's a good point because i've also noticed that 
you know, when I play with other musicians, they're perfectly happy to teach me something. Yeah, people want to share, yeah. you know. And I really think that, like, being a musician and being able to make music is a gift, and we should be sharing that with each other, so... Well, let's let's hear another yeah one of your compositions. Okay, sure. Um, let me think about which one I want to do. I'll do one called uh, it's another sort of like country esque number. Actually, no, I'm gonna do one that's sort of pandemic related since we were talking about that. All right. this, I always say this is my COVID song. Uh -huh. um, I've got a couple of COVID songs yeah. too. So it's called we. Uh, no, it's called um, whole new homesick. Okay. It really has a hook to it. Thank you. It's a whole new 
homesick. That's what I thought. Home, yeah. A whole new homesick. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, COVID. <laughs> that's COVID for you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm homesick. I'm sick of being mm. home. <laughs> I noticed when when you guys were playing your set at Bradstock that you had an incredible range. You know, you, you have some very poignant lyrical songs and then you also you guys really could could rock out and, and your voice you know uh, modulated from being very kind of sweet and like i said almost like you know water flowing to being you know, having an edge thank you sort of coming up from you know down yeah deep, deep yeah yeah i i like to think that uh well i want people to have like every emotion in the course of yeah. of a, a full set from us um because i think that like that's the point of like music and like making art is yeah. is to like explore your feelings and connect with each other so do you compose the set like uh, a narrative so that it has kind of a dynamic yeah it's not so much like um i'm not sure that it's like conceptual in the lyrics mm -hmm. but definitely dynamics i try to make it so that um of a ballad yeah like a start out and grab people's attention mm. but make it something that is not too hard on the band like nothing that's mm -hmm. like weird or uh out of the ordinary something that like the sound person can get a beat on us so um yeah so to, but also we'll grab people's attention so i have like two or three songs that we usually start with and then the ending we do this acapella song um so i like to do that right before oh, yeah, going right. into yes, yeah I remember that. um so what what do you lead off on usually um, usually we do a song called Check Engine Light or an older song called Promise of 95, which are both kind of like road songs, road trip songs. Do one of those for us. Sure. Um, I'll do Check Engine Light since that's on the album too. If people want to hear the other one, they can uh, stream it. Or maybe I'll play it later. Or maybe you'll play it later. Who knows what will happen? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> city 
That's great. Thank you. So is that all from life? Yeah, that's a, a 100% like percent <laughs> true story. It's about a road trip my partner and I took in fall of 2019. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, uh, we, we left here. We went down to see their mom in North Carolina. Went down. We were in New Orleans for Halloween. Oh, wow. And yeah, went across Texas to El Paso. I, we saw some family up in um, Santa Barbara. Went through Joshua Tree. We were in Joshua Tree Veterans Day weekend by accident, which is why there were we were literally in Joshua Tree. There were so many photo shoots happening. It was crazy. <laughs> like it was insane. Um, so yeah, the song is one one hundred percent true. So, and actually, my check engine light is still on. <laughs> so was so mine actually. <laughs> I, have an old, I have an old Saab uh, convertible from like two thousand, so it's like twenty two years old. Yeah, and you know they they stopped making Saabs, mm-hmm. so. You know, things go wrong if right. as long as it still drives right you know i have blinking lights i have things i have no idea yeah like, you know i go in and they say oh well, we can't really get that part right yeah i drive a 2004 pontiac vibe and uh, my dad's been saying i should think about getting a new one but i'm like but all the songs are about the pontiac i can't get a new car it's not on brand and they don't make pontiacs anymore either, <laughs> yeah do i don't they? think pontiac exists anymore i think it's just yeah. buick now yeah chevy buick and yeah. What else? To, and Cadillac. Right. They got rid of Pontiacs and Oldsmobiles yeah. along the way. So, I, you know, I love the uh, the Instagram line. It made me think immediately of, well, in my generation, it was Kodachrome. <laughs> it's Paul Simon. Yes, yeah, and yeah. now it's Instagram. And, you know, it's when the Beatles something. first came out, it was, you know, discs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. records. Although records have come back. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I bought a turntable last year, finally, because I have, you know, hundreds of albums right right and i was i hadn't played them in so long mm-hmm. and now they're, they're great you know they still have this live quality to them yeah that you know compressed music just does not have yeah definitely you know, i do um i i was buying records for a while and then i i was never listening to them so i was like i can't really justify buying all this vinyl all the time um but i i really like cds lately mostly because it's a nice like in between to be able to support other musicians like at shows and stuff i can it's, buy a cd and i'll very, actually yeah, listen exactly. to it in my it's car like the coin of the realm yeah exactly and then i can you know as another musician i can spend ten dollars i can't really afford to like spend 25 dollars every time i want to like support someone as much as i would like to so it's yeah. nice to be able to have that sort of middle ground and they're so easy yeah you know it's, yeah although i i guess pulling stuff uh, you know off of uh the internet's pretty easy too. But yeah, well, there's nothing simpler than Spotify, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. So, um, so play play us your rockingest song rocking-est that you can do solo. Hmm. Just for a little dynamic. Sure. Well, I could play a new one that's pretty rocking. Should Let's I do, do that? that? Absolutely. You I'm going to pull the lyrics out really quick because I'm not. It's not quite memorized yet. But I just finished, I just wrote this like a week ago. Played it out at a uh, open mic uh, Wednesday night. So this is the first time it's being played on the air. Yeah, definitely. All right, you heard it here first yeah. on the originals, WLNG, <laughs> Lee Skolnick, I'm your host, and Delaney Hafner is our guest.
country yeah, twist exactly. at the end. Yeah, exactly. Just like a really quick little twang at the end. <laughs> That's great. You Thank know, you. That guild guitar is a great strumming guitar. It really, oh, I love it. Really can uh, it blast it out there. Yeah. How did you buy that new? Um, no, my dad. Um, my dad so got, got it. it he bought it. it. Yeah, I think it's a '67. Uh-huh. I ask him like once a week. I'm like, "What year is that guitar again?" He tells me, and then I forget. But I think it's a 1967. So I think. Let me see. I think I bought a new Guild guitar at just about that exact time. Oh wow, that's that's so and funny. I had it for. Let me see. I had it about eight years, and then. I had broken up with my girlfriend. We lived in the village, and I had a VW convertible, and I was kind of, you know, we had broken up, but I, I was, we were both kind of unhappy about the breakup. But, mm. You know, just, it was clear it was going to happen. And so uh, we went down to Little Italy, a friend of mine, and I went down to Little Italy to have, you know, a big pasta, garlic, and red wine yes. dinner. And I had all of my worldly possessions in the, Yellow VW convertible. Oh, no. And I get out, and someone had broken in. No. And, you know, you know, I didn't have that many worldly possessions, but I had cameras. Right. And I had my Guild guitar. Oh, my God. it was God. gone. And actually, oh, I don't have my, my other Martin. And that that's when I bought my Martin D35, mm. uh, maybe a couple of months after that, which I've had ever since. Mm-hmm. So I've had that. And for, talk about insult to injury. That's real. Oh, man. It was, well, you know, it was kind of like, Okay, you're starting over. Right, blank slate, exactly. no stuff, no, no girlfriend. S- no stuff, no girlfriend. It's the yellow VW convertible. Yeah. And that's when I did my road trip. Yeah. And I, I went out to, I went out the southern route all the way to the west, all the way to California, and mm-hmm. then the northern route back, mm-hmm. stopping in uh, Arizona to work on construction for uh, about six or eight weeks. Um, so I, I've got those those story songs too. Mm-hmm. They're be, the best. Being on the road, yeah, yeah, like you say, they're true. Yeah, exactly. And something about a true song, exactly. Just that authenticity comes through, exactly. You know, rather than like I was saying, pull, pulling out a map and saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to do," right? I'll say Tacoma, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> like that Johnny Cash song. Oh, the one I've that, been everywhere. Have you ever played that? Uh, I I could play it if I had the lyrics in front of me, but I. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of, a lot of syllables. For someone who gets tongue-tied very easily. <laughs> well, you, you managed to untie your tongue tonight. <laughs> it's because I focus, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can tell when you're singing, you, you get into a, yeah. a place. It's easier when I'm singing for some reason. I'm not really sure why, um, but I, I find that I can get past the mm-hmm. mumbling and the, the vocal fry when I'm singing. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're in your you're in your space. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, I'm just having a good time listening to you. No, oh, so, thank you. So, uh, what else can you play for us? Um, let me think. Well, I I have one. I have another one. It's called Rose Drive Through, and um, it's Rosie or Rose Rose like the the wine. Oh, Rose. Rose uh-huh. Rose Drive Through. There was a sign, um, out on the street of a particular winery that I won't name check right now. <laughs> Um, on, on 27 and I was working a lot in East Hampton in like fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got into like this crazy headspace where I would like leave my, I live with my parents or I'd leave my family's house in Brookhaven, get on 27 and work in East Hampton and then drive back home. And like, I completely forgot about like what was going on in the whole rest of the world basically. And like, I forgot there was a pandemic happening and that like, <laughs> and I just got into this total like bubble alternate reality of the, you know the east end and it's so beautiful but it's so easy to get sucked into this like you know forgetting about the rest of the world yeah so uh yeah this the the there was a, a winery that had a sign out front that said rose drive through and it just <laughs> felt felt very like let them eat cake you know you could just like drive up and get like your contact free wine I'm and picturing like, the, the vineyards yeah exactly and you know Everyone, everyone does what they can, and uh, no shade, but <laughs> it was it, it struck me as very ironic. So that so was the, the so name we'll, of the song. We'll hear an ironic song. Yeah, it, the song is not so much ironic, but the title is ironic to the song. And there is a, a music video for this song too. So oh, here uh, on where, YouTube, where can you catch it on YouTube? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I post it on Instagram too, but YouTube is probably the better better so option. So it's Rose Drive Through, mm-hmm. and it is. Is that the bell curves? Yes, the thing? bell curves. B E L L E. Right, so yeah. check them out online as well. Thank you. Yeah, but we've got Delaney Hafner here. All right, here it goes. You have no idea how good you have it made when you have it made too good. You forget. cars some days i miss my innocence i wish i thought this was all there is but i know better now false green fields poison waterways but looks so good from the street there's no sign of defeat in a delusion Thank you. Very cool. Thank you. And, and I, the whole time you were playing it, well, I noticed again how you seemed like you were in your own world, but I was on Route 27 mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely had that mood to it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad that that came through because oh, that was exactly, and just being so tired of being like tailgated by Land Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll you know what I mean? You down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, tell us all a little bit about how, what is your process for writing? Do you start with an idea? Do you start with a hook? Yeah, it kind of depends. That one, I was, it's funny, I was actually out here somewhere driving around um, for work or something, and I was listening to music, and I heard a song, and it had like a similar, a similar like melodic arc that I ended up stealing for that song. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly, and it just like really <laughs> grabbed me, and I was like, that sounds, like I, I love that. Um, so I kind of like stashed it away in my brain and like made a voice memo. And then like 
the words just kind of like fit into it like as i was sort of humming it um so that one just kind of flowed and then uh other songs i usually kind of keep like a running tab of lines that just come into my head or like things images yeah exactly so i I just have like a list of things on my phone and then um if i am feeling inspired or hear something or like some something musically like comes into my brain of its own volition which happens um then i kind of go through those and uh try to use them as a starting point um yeah i haven't been writing as much lately it's been a little dry but uh that life in the hinterlands one Mm. i had that line for a long time Mm -hmm. um because I always tell people, like, yeah, I live in that part of Long Island that's, like, between Jones Beach and the Hamptons. <laughs> you know, like, that whole stretch of island that, you know, a bunch of people live in that no one knows about. Um, so that line has been floating around in my head a long time. Um, and some of the other, like, other song references. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of... I, I don't know how to put You know, cell words. phones... I'm- have changed songwriting yeah you know because i do the same you know like i i I was sitting around i don't remember if i was on my porch or on the beach and i just went uh figured out any word and i didn't know you know it, it has sort of a little bit of an ominous mm-hmm. you know so you know then i i came up with the first line of <laughs> better hope there's mercy up in heaven because we sure made it west down here you know and, the, and then it just flows from there mm-hmm. you need to find same sentiment the same kind of theme in the music as in the as in the words right and then then it starts then it takes on a life of its own right exactly and then you kind of know how to finish it and know how to put something in the middle to you know a bridge or something Mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah i've got i've got a whole bunch of uh you know i use i just use the memo app yeah exactly like notes and voice memos and then you know exactly that and and if you have like some little clip or something like you don't want to forget but isn't really a whole song then it doesn't go anywhere right. you, know, you can keep it and and you know i do the same same thing i'll hear something like i think it was oh god i think it was a lou reed song that i was listening to and it, you know it was unbelievably simple it was all their songs were really mm-hmm. simple musical Slow, you know mm-hmm. the, the way they do that. And what did, what did I start to sing? I don't even remember something like, "Oh yeah, it is the longest day. This is the longest day." without end world without end you know just incredibly simple but you know you just i put that you know i recorded that mm-hmm. i was on the actually i remember that i was on the beach actually right here in noyak mm-hmm. on long beach and i said you know th- that'll be a song mm-hmm. you know i got to figure out what it's really i love the idea of world without end yes and you know to find you know, three verses and a chorus that that kind of support that idea yeah. of of you know time out of out of sync. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, exactly. It's the longest day. It could go either way because it's like the most sunlight, but it's also like the most stuff to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> We're here to listen to you. So we've got a few more minutes left. I think we've got time for at least a, maybe a couple of songs. So. Sure. Pick some of your faves. All right. I'll do another one off of Watershed. Um, This is another 100% true story. 
all of the details in it are factual. <laughs> and uh, Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. I uh, Luckily, I didn't use any names, <laughs> but just about everything else. It's about um, a, basically a platonic breakup that I had with my best friend since middle school. Um, we went through about a year of like not speaking to each other. And uh, it was awful, and um, I hated it. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> uh, what caused the... I don't even remember anymore. I think basically I just kind of got tired of her like not really treating me very well. Mm. And she had a lot of like growing up to do. I had some growing up to do. And we we needed some time apart, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So um, it kind of came to a head. And then it took it took her like a year to sort of like get the courage up to try to patch it up and um and i said the whole time that we weren't talking everyone that asked me about it, i was like you know if she, if she comes to me and says that she wants to be friends again like that door is open and i'm willing to try and it she did it and i, I stuck t- true to what i told everyone and uh, we're best friends again oh good yeah so it's At and then an, yeah and another funny side story about this song is she went on a short road trip with me up to Syracuse and Binghamton and she was selling merch and one of the other songwriters, his girlfriend was selling merch and I was playing this song and the other songwriter's girlfriend like was about to say to my friend, it'd be so funny if this song was about her. <laughs> and then my friend turns to her and goes, you know, this song is about me. <laughs> so, um, so, what's yeah. it called? so it's called We Haven't Been Talking. Oh. Very literal. Yeah, it's very direct. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this was a big John Prine one for me. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a lot, uh, listening to a lot of John Prine. Mm-hmm. We haven't been talking much these days. I haven't been keeping up with you. But I can't take all the blame because the phone works both ways. We haven't been talking much these days And you never did like my country songs You never wanted to just sit and play Now I'm going out and finding friends that sing along Cause you never did sing my country songs and I've been singing with you my whole life songs for two of misery and strife never could see I to eye or brave a heart to heart your silence cut me like a knife sat outside late one summer night Drinking too much beer and talking Waiting for something that would make everything alright We only sat out late one summer night And I got you a birthday gift last fall It's wrapped up in a pink bag in my room I never thought to mention it And you never thought to call Now I've still got that birthday gift from fall And I spent my whole winter here at home You drove past my house four times a week Driving down to see the ocean, you left me alone But I liked my whole winter here at home And I've been singing with you my whole life Songs for two of misery and strife
truth. Yeah. Definitely has truth. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And it, it does have that John Prine kind of directness because it also has a few kind of metaphors that float in and out. Yes. Yeah. It's blue, like it's the on the surface. With knife. Yeah. On the surface, it's it's direct, but it's uh, it's there's more under the hood. So guess what? What's that? You have used up the hour just oh, like that. Oh, my word. How so did me, it happen? Let me thank you so much. Well, thank you. For coming on. I'm so glad that uh, I happened to catch your, your act. Me too. At Bradstock, and uh, I'll be looking for you. And, uh, hey, have a great week, everybody. And I'll try and find someone close to being as talented <laughs> as Delaney next week, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> have a great week, everybody.